Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2003's Old Boy, directed by Park Chan-wook and starring Choi Min-sik. This is a request from Finn on Facebook, as it is the final week of Dudes on Demand, mm-hmm. and we're very excited to do this one. Yes, can't wait. Um, but before we talk about this great movie, guys, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. So, Dave, why don't you... Tell us, what have you been watching? Yes, uh, I saw a Pedro Almodovar film from 1989 called Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. Ooh, yes. Please tell. Well, the word problematic is thrown around <laughs> a lot these days. <laughs> Pedro likes to, you know, push things. <laughs> he does, yes. And this one, um, this goes so far beyond what we consider, like, acceptable attitudes about, like, sex and relationships. I found it quite unsettling. And okay. long story short, and spoiler alert, a man is released from a mental hospital, and he then kidnaps and imprisons a movie star he'd had a one-night stand with years ago. Over the course of the film, she's always trying to figure out a way to escape, but ultimately she falls in love with the man, and they have a relationship okay. at the end. It's pretty sick, and I felt pretty <laughs> dirty when it was over. Uh, but I, I remember seeing it... I. I remember seeing it in the newspaper when I was a kid, like the ads for it, yeah. along with the other movies. And it was just a, a picture of like Victoria Abril, um, like kind of on her knees looking at the camera. And I was always intrigued by it, of course, but like I didn't see it until the year 2024. And um, I, I can't believe it. I, I still can't believe it. it. It's her and Antonio Banderas. It's a, it's a good movie. It's very involved. well acted. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's very well written it's it's interesting but man the message at the end is not great all right man yeah but is it worth a watch um i, I i'd say it's worth a it, it's worth watching some clips if, on youtube okay. and then reading the synopsis and the discourse <laughs> okay all right yeah sounds good man <laughs> i watched a movie called the wonder it's a film with florence Pugh. Oh uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was in the mood. Yeah, nice. So, um, it came out maybe a year ago or something recently. Yes, and it's about um, she's a nurse in the 1800s. Are you familiar with? Yes, this? I am. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and she goes to investigate this case in like the rural UK somewhere. Right. I don't remember where exactly, but there's this child who is not eating food, and it's been months, and the child is still alive and fine and living without eating. And she says. She's living living off like the manna of God, basically, mm-hmm. and she goes as a nurse to investigate what's going on here, and it's it's kind of a mystery. It's a it's about like faith and science and yes. that kind of thing. Authority. You get these stories very often, actually. Um, but it's very atmospheric. The acting's good. I did feel like it droned on a little bit, but <laughs> um, it it was intriguing. But I wasn't never I was never like fully gripped to it. Uh, So it's not a bad movie. I would recommend it if you want like a gloomy period piece mystery type thing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I can see where you're you're coming from. Yeah. So that's that. Now let's talk about Old Boy, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Yes. uh, So this is uh, Park Chan-wook's live action adaptation of the manga in which a man whose life has become a mess is... He's abducted and imprisoned for about 15 years, and he doesn't understand why or who has done this to him. Um, And then upon his sudden release, he seeks revenge for what happened, but he finds that his captors are still tracking him and controlling his life. This film is very famous for its brutality as well as its complicated plot, which I'm sure we will have uh, a lot to say about. (laughs) Yes, we will, Dave. Yeah. 
um, this movie brings us back to our roots, if you know what I mean. Uh huh. We'll yes, it to, does. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this was based on a manga until after I'd seen the film. I didn't uh, until like this morning, basically. Oh, I was okay. Like, yeah. I was like this because in my comments, I'm like, it feels like a manga <laughs> right. or an, an anime film in ways. Yeah. Um. And I, I learned it is based on a manga, which makes sense. It does, especially the way like some of the shots are framed, and you can almost like yeah. picture now that you know that you're like even stuff from the movie. You're like, I can see this in panels. Yes, it, you know, it's, it, it's like lots of scenes, especially like the opening scene. Um, he, they're on a rooftop, and he's holding this guy by his necktie. He was hanging off this roof, about to fall to his death, mm-hmm. and it's very stylish and slick. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and. If it was paneled, it, I mean, it's definitely comic booky. You know? I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would feel like you're, um, it's a story made for adults, but in comic form, like a graphic novel, you know? And, and I, I like that about it. And yeah. I liked it even before I knew that aspect of it, of course, yeah. you know, um, it just felt cinematic to me then. But now yeah. that I have this other knowledge, I'm like, oh man, this, this, this could work this yeah, other way. It was too, a great you know? ad- adaptation of the format, yes. I think. Yes. Um, but like I said, like the movie kicks off with, a. Uh, He's holding a guy by a necktie over the edge of this building. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, how do you get into this situation? What's going on? <laughs> it's a great intro. It's very intriguing, you right. know? The whole movie's kind of a mystery. You got to put the pieces together, find out what happened to you kind it's, of thing. Right. Um, and it flashes back. So Choi Min Sik is holding this guy mm-hmm. off the ledge. And uh, the guy who's hanging there is like, who, who are you? What are you doing? And it flashes back, you know? And it shows him, you know, he's drunk in a police station. He's this obnoxious businessman, you know. Right. Who's probably a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't treat his family well, probably. You know, he's this typical asshole. Yes. And he's in the police station. He gets bailed out, and we don't know what why or what's going on really right and Choi min Six character oday sue like the guy you're talking about like i remember when i first saw it when they when they do the flashback to him before the opening scene of him holding the guy over the over the edge it was it was difficult at first it took me a couple minutes to realize it was the same guy me too. You know, because he looks so different. He does. Like he looks entirely, almost like a totally different face. Um, I don't know what he must have like stayed up all night to look like the Oday Sue from like later on. Because yeah. like his his facial structure is different. He he has like no wrinkles anymore. Um, and I know some of it's makeup and hair, but but it looks like a totally different person. And he looks like he's about twenty pounds heavier too. I imagine he lost weight and yeah. gained weight for the different parts Must have been. he yeah. had to have. Um, otherwise, it's great makeup and stuff. Yes. So, um, but yeah, then he gets bailed out of jail or you know prison holding cell or whatever. Yeah, he's he's in, he's in you know. book the booking yeah. area, and, yeah. and he's just kind of making a, a a rhubarb there, like for 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 the officers. Oh he, he's like you know they 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 picked him up for like hitting on somebody um he he like was was trying to make uh make time with this lady and she was married to somebody else and and the cops were like lecturing him, why are you hitting on someone else's lady friend you know and and yeah um and he's and he's, i'm sure he went a little extreme he with probably it, did you know? exactly yes and he and he starts to try to take a piss in the corner of the of the station and and they have to wrestle him to the ground at one point and like it's yeah Choi min sick um in this performance like he gets brutalized by everybody, you know, um, and in, this is about like the least of it, but he's still being wrestled to the ground by like six officers at yeah. one point, And he's like actually fighting them off, like make this look real. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. Um, it's a very demanding physical performance yeah. from Choi Min Sik. Yes. Uh, he takes a beating multiple times in this film. <laughs> he sure does. And he kicks a lot of ass too, but I know. like he, he really takes the brunt of it. Man, he, he really like. It looks like, for some reason, this opening scene with him being wrestled to the ground by these cops, like, I know what comes later looks a lot worse, Yeah. but this in particular, it just made me kind of feel sorry for the actor, because it looks like he's really struggling, <laughs> and they're really hurting him, and he's like really kind of like, it's almost like his feelings are hurt uh-huh. in some way, too. <laughs> I was kind of like, why are the police, like, why is he just sitting in the lobby, don't they have a cell to put him in or something? I know. That's the other... I mean, that, that, I guess that's kind of the other maybe commentary of the film is that like... So he's a businessman, so he must be kind of high up in the corporate world. Yeah. And if you are a businessman who acted out of sorts, um, they probably wouldn't even put you in the holding cell. If, yeah. if, if you're in booking, they're just going to let you sit there like Barney Miller style with the cops. <laughs> and, you know, they're not going to actually put you in... They're going to wait for your friend to come yep. get you. Yep. And we find out... You know, his is it his brother or his friend or someone it's, bails him yeah, out? I can't Juwan. remember who it is. Um, so, yeah. th- this guy, Juwan, played by uh, G.D. Han, in, and he's he appears later in the film, too. He's just a friend of mm-hmm. his, the guy that runs the internet cafe later oh, on. Oh, yes, yes. So he bails him out, right? Yep. And they go outside, and uh, he has to make a phone call to his daughter because he's late for the birthday party or something. Jesus, and, dude. Yeah. So he's out getting wasted. Yes. And he says, I got a present for you and all this stuff, and I'll come, I'm coming home, and... Uh, you know, so he's he's a horrible father. Yeah, you, you can see you're out doing this, and you're supposed to be at the birthday party, and or you're gonna show up like this. I know that's Dude. the other part of it. I mean, he he's been like like the the cops roughed him up, and he's he's bloody now, and he's right. still drunk. Right. You know, I mean, and what were you doing like even like you said on the day of you know that this is your daughter's birthday party, and and you got liquored up beforehand. Yeah. I mean, you know what a dick. I think at one point he says he was celebrating. Yes, I don't know. Yes, what Which an is, excuse. Dude. I know exactly. That, that's that's go. a total asshole way of, of doing. Yeah. Like, I was celebrating. It's a great way to celebrate your daughter. You yes. know, and make her feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, ultimately, um, Juan. Sees that he's gone missing. Right. You know, he turned his back and then he's gone. Right. Um, apparently, like, he just got snatched off the street. Which is like, and you don't know it at the time either. You're kind of like, because you don't know that he's been abducted. You're just like, hey, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. You know, because like, Juwan's just like, hey, uh, looks in the booth. Well, phone booth he's, is empty. You know, hey, hey, Desu, where'd you go? You know, mm-hmm. he's just calling for him. And then we find out what happened to him. He was abducted. Yep. Snatched off the street. Mm-hmm. And then we see he's trapped in this room, just like a a random small hotel room. You know, he's got a bathroom and a TV and a bed and stuff like that. Right, it looks like a cheap hotel. Yeah, it's a, oh yeah, definitely. And it's got a fake window, like so he's trapped in the middle of this room. He doesn't know where he is. Right, and it's a shithole. Right, um, and it and it shows like time elapsing, and it's you know several years. Apparently it's what is it fifteen years that it he's up, in there? It ends up being fifteen years, yeah. and the way it starts too is like I don't think we even see the interior of the hotel room until after when they cut from a phone booth to that small door at the bottom of the main door. Yeah, it's like a prison. Yeah, uh, like a prison door where you open and slide the food in. Yes, yeah, you know? where you can like put your meals right. Yep, and w- we see like a man's leg kicking a tray of like pot stickers mm-hmm. into this tray and Desu is 
um, behind the door and he's like put his head through it asking, pleading, why, why am I here? It's been, can I just call somebody? Apparently it's been like two days at this yeah. point. Um, and he's just saying, you know, like, who did this to me? Why am I locked up? Can you just explain it to me? And whatever I, whatever I did, I'll, I'll stop it. Um, mm-hmm. And the guy won't say a word. Just <laughs> you don't even see the guy. You nope. just see him from the knees down. Yep. Like pushing his head back through this little door yeah. with his foot. I know. Yeah. He, he like never employs any other tactic other than just kicking. I like, thought he was going to just like punt this guy, but so he did didn't, I. thankfully. I, I mean... <laughs> Because <laughs> he's and we, we find out why he didn't later on is because he's been like given instructions, yeah. you know, to keep this guy alive and to not hurt him, apparently mm-hmm. physically that way. But, yeah, he wants to just ki- it would be so easy for him <laughs> to just kick this guy in the face to get him out of the way. Yeah. And this whole uh, sequence here is it's over the course of a few minutes. We see the time passing these 15 years and right. we see his we see his mind just spiraling into madness throughout this whole time you know Uh like like it would happen like if you were trapped in a room like that for 15 years straight with no contact and no information you would go mad because he he explains that it's 15 years right away like in his in his voice yeah we know immediately but then we get to live the 15 years over the course of like you said maybe the next 15 minutes maybe Mm -hmm. 20 minutes um we're we're, we're in the time of the movie yeah we're in this room with with odesu and we're seeing the progression of his madness um we see how he occupies his time. They they put a television set in there for him. Like, that's mm-hmm. his only companion. Right. Um, and so he depends on TV in much the way Chance, Chance the Gardener does. Yeah. Um, and when you watch someone watching TV, you start to realize how weird and intrusive a TV is. <laughs> you know, but you can also understand how it can act as a, as a companion. I mean, there's a reason all yeah. of us do it. Yeah. Um, you don't even really have to listen. All it demands is that you sit there. Yep. So and stare, and yep. so we we see some very intimate moments um, of watching TV. At one point, he's watching some kind of a TV special where there's a like a, a, a woman singing, and he's he's masturbating to yeah. to the woman. Um, then he's like looking at the news, and, and he sees uh, a news report about himself. Um, yeah. That there's whoever his captors are have made it appear that he murdered his wife. Right. Um. And his daughter has gone to live uh, in Sweden. Yep. Yeah, and that's kind of a big setup mm-hmm. for the rest of the film. And we also see him, you know, th- I think it was two years after he was put in prison, they say, you know, he killed his wife. He disappeared, and then he showed up two years later and murdered that's her. That's right, yes. So, um, something is going on here. We don't know why. It's right. setting up this huge mystery for us, and it's done very well. It is. I, I love it. It is. Um, and you also see him journaling about stuff. Yes, that's important. Yeah, and... um. You you see bugs crawling out of his skin like ants. That's also important. Yes, and disgusting. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and he's not like. I guess he's kind of afraid of it, but it's also like accepting of it in a weird way too. I mean, because like the the first time you see the the one ant burrow out of his arm, yeah, he looks down at it and he looks really scared, mm-hmm. and then he opens his mouth. And ants come out of every orifice in his head, mm-hmm. and he screams, but then he just, like, comes to accept it. Yeah. And, I mean, what a thing <laughs> to accept, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, it's something something else. Ugh. And also, throughout all of this, he, there's, like, a, a, a chime that goes off, like yes. a song. And when you hear the song, gas comes in the room. Oh, my God. And it knocks you out, and then people come in and do things. Yes, I know. 
I don't think any, anything like sexually. It's just they come and do what they need to do. Right. They, like, they, they clean the place because, yeah. because I mean, you know, obviously there's filth everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they have to keep them alive. And, and that, that requires, you know, a sanitary condition somewhat. And then there's also the lady who comes in and drugs him. Yeah. And hypnotizes him. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she's like separate from the goons that come in, but like it's still part of he has to be gassed first for for this to happen. Right. Because they don't want him to attack her or yeah. that they always just knock him out when they have to do stuff. Right. So um why? We don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know, and <laughs> neither do we. And yeah. Like and I mean <laughs> I, I try to put myself in in every time I watch this movie, I try to put myself in this situation and, and I of course you wonder about how you would handle it and you know Yeah. How would you pass the time? What, you know, would would I would I vow revenge? Would would I just, you know, like uh kind of give myself over to it and just accept that I'm gonna be here forever? Yeah. You know, I, what do you do? Fifteen years? That that that's unimaginable. Like we, we always say, oh, like something we, we think about something from 2009 and we're like, oh, that feels like it happened yesterday. But if it actually didn't happen yesterday, no, yeah. that if it was 15 years from then and now, that's a long ass time. It's a lot of time. Yes. Um, and they don't really show any like attempts to fight people or anything, really. Right. Like he's just there. Yeah. Um, and I guess no one interacts with him unless he is knocked out. So, yeah, he's kind of at the mercy of these people. He can't make a plan to like attack somebody when they come in to clean the place because he's been gassed. Yeah. You know, he's been incapacitated. So there is no plan. Yeah. It's totally inescapable. And ultimately he starts carving like a hole in the wall with the chopstick he has. Yes. And he pulls an Andy Dufresne and yes. he's fucking <laughs> over the course of 15 years carves out a fucking hole. <laughs> and so he finally over time makes the hole big enough for him to like reach the exterior wall of the building yeah and he gets a hole through that and puts his hand out and he feels the rain on his hand um which is pretty awesome yes and it's like well how's he gonna get out of this though because it shows the building he's up like a hundred feet up you know right. he's on the seven and a half floor we find out <laughs> <Yes>. later <laughs> And he mentions it too in his narration, like, well, <laughs> I have no idea what this is. I mean, what's on the other side of that wall? He and he says he feels the rain, but yeah, he what if this is the fiftieth floor of this building? Yeah. And, and I just fall to my death. And he try to reason tries to reason with himself by saying, like, you know, well, but that would still be freedom if he yeah. if he actually plummets. Yes, it would uh, be. Which is quite a place for your mind to go. Yeah. You know? And then you think there's gonna be like a huge escape thing that happens, but yeah. it doesn't. Right. They end up like releasing this guy. Which is like, they they mentioned. I I don't remember if it's this if it's in this sequence or later on that they mentioned the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, yeah, but like that happens to be my favorite novel. I know. Um, and I remember I I think I told you about it a long time ago. I first read it when I was like nineteen. Yeah. And and it was one of those books where you just didn't want it to end. Yeah. Um, and obviously revenge, despite leaving you ultimately feeling empty inside, it can conceivably be a sweet thing to live for. Uh, you, you don't know that you'll feel hollow until, you know, you actually achieve what you're after. (laughs) Um, and in stories of this kind, our wisdom about vengeance is nowhere to be found because we're living through the protagonist and delighting in his triumphs. Yeah. So in this moment, we're, we're, we're still with him and we want to, and we're sympathizing with him. Whoever his captors are, we, we, we want justice. Right. We Um, don't know what he's done or why he's here. Exactly. We, We just have followed this guy and because that's how stories work, yeah. we follow 
the trail the authors give us. Yes. Uh, th- that's where we're at. Right, exactly. <laughs> and someone who's been wrongly imprisoned, who tunnels out. I mean, yeah, that, that's a universal story. I mean, we can all, you know, relate to that. Yep. So, I mean, that, and I, I love the the detour that, that they give us. Not the detour, but they... They uh, trick us. They th- we think he's going to escape, but yes. they let us let him loose. Yes, and he shows up on this rooftop. He's in a suitcase <laughs> <laughs> and busts out of the suitcase, which is really cool. <laughs> and he's in this grass on the roof in some building in Korea somewhere. Yeah, you know, just on top of this building, this skyscraper. And when you first see the movie and you have that, we have that opening scene of him holding the guy over the ledge. Yeah. When they flash back to like, you know, before all this, we think that like, okay, our, I guess we've practiced, we're practiced in the art of like how these stories are told. And right. we think that that scene is going to come like at the That's end of the, the movie. That's the end of the film, right? Exactly. That's when yes. he gets revenge for all this, right? Yes. And he kills the guy or right. something. Yeah. That's, no, no, it's, it's not. right here. It's right here. <laughs> he comes out of this suitcase and there's a guy on the building who's about to kill himself. A random dude. Yeah. yeah. Who has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's it's a really cool touch. Yes. Um, so he gets up and he doesn't, you know, he's been in this room for 15 years and this is the first person he sees yes. in 15 years. And he doesn't know who he is or why he's here. So he immediately thinks, all right, this guy's got to be involved somehow, right? So he goes up, starts, like, talking to him, and uh, he's touching the guy's face, which I really love. Like, because in 15 years, he hasn't seen anyone or touched anyone. Yes. And the way he's, like, grabbing this stranger, he's feeling something he hasn't felt in so long. Mm -hmm. Something, I mean... Human touch is something we all need. Like, it's yes. been studied. Like, if you are not touched or anything, it is very damaging to yes, you. that's right. Uh, psychologically. So, like, the way... It, the performance here is wonderful, because I didn't expect that to happen. You know? <laughs> right. I expected, like, hey, motherfucker, what's going on? Oh, yeah, of course. And it was just like, oh, my God, another human, thank God. He paused on this guy for a good 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, like you said, like... His hand hasn't felt the touch of anything in all that time, and, like, it was physically damaging. So the guy just admits, hey, I'm just here to kill myself, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jump off this building. And he's got this poor dog with oh. him. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, no, god damn it. Please, you know? no dog damage. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an anti-dog damage show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So he he tries to go off the building and he grabs his necktie to save him, to stop him. Because he's like, why am I here? What's going on? Oh, man. And like... It's it's an acceptable conclusion to jump to from from Oday Sue that like obviously this dude is mixed up in it. I mean, I'm standing here, you know, I don't. He doesn't even know like all he knows is he woke up in the suitcase and got out of it. So he might not be in the same building that he was locked up in. He doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, All he sees is this one guy who was waiting for him when he woke up. Yep. So like, um, it's unfortunate for him, and it's unfortunate for the other guy. To yeah. like because he is suicidal in this moment and he ultimately does commit suicide after Odesu decides to let him go. And <laughs> it's never funny when someone kills themselves, obviously. But right. this framing of the body falling onto the car It's pretty humorous. Holy shit. And it's unexpected. It is. So he's got him by the necktie, and the very beginning of the film, the guy with the necktie says, Who are you? 
You know, what's, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And then we got the flashback, right? Right. And now we're ca- caught up to where we started the film. And he stops him from jumping. He saves him. And he tells his story, yeah. like, to him. And then the, the, guy, the jumper is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Now let me share my story. And as soon as he opens his mouth... Odesu just gets up and walks away. It's <laughs> like, like, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> and I love it because it's such an unexpected way for things to go. Because you think, all right, so now they're going to team up or yeah, something. Sure, like That's exactly. kind of where we've been trained to go in yeah. these kind of films. Like, all right, this guy's going to tell his story. Then they're going to help each other. Yeah. Right? No, fuck this guy. <laughs> he leaves. He leaves him there on the roof. <laughs> and then as he's walking out of the building <laughs> towards the camera, in the background, there's a car parked on the road. And you just see the body hit the car. <laughs> You're like, okay, so he left and the guy jumped. Oh, man. And, and what, I mean, it's just, it's, it's because like. Because once again, this guy's life, no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. So he just jumps. And <laughs> honestly, th- th- this whole thing is like, it, it's, it's a non-traditional way of telling a story. Yes. Like it, 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 what you think is coming doesn't happen. And then at the same time, like you, you realize that. For Oday Sue, who's been locked up in a room for 15 years, it doesn't matter how compelling or tragic this man's story is. He can't be bothered in this moment with it. Right. It's yeah. just it's too much. Like, even if he even if he does feel some empathy yeah. for this guy, it, it's look, I've got my own problems right, right now. Yeah. And know? they're probably way worse than this guy's. You know, uh, yeah, like, they oh, are. my boss is mad at me. I know. You know, I like, know. exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, screw you. I've been in this room for 15 years. Yes, let yes. me sort my shit out before I help you. I wonder what he was going to tell him because Ode Sue tells him his story. Yeah. And then the guy's like, wow, that's horrible. Let me tell you my story. There's no way you can top that. No way. You can't I, top it. And if I was that guy and I heard Ode Sue's story, I'd be like, well, I'm lucky to be alive. Uh, I, yes. you know, I mean, wow, how thankful should I be? Exactly. Wow. Yes. I mean, he must have had something. <laughs> I, oh man, I, I hope it was something very tragic because, like, obviously, I mean, no, I don't hope for tragedy for anybody, but you know what I mean, right? Maybe yeah. he was in the next room over for oh 15 God. years. You know, <laughs> if he was actually in this, um, if he went through the exact same thing and Ode Sue just wasn't sympathetic yeah, to him, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> he probably lost some money gambling, you know. Yes, that's probably what happened. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> Something oh my super God. shallow. Um, <laughs> so he's out, and he doesn't know why, right. and he doesn't know what happened or why. And he's he's looking around, and this homeless guy comes up to him and gives him a wallet and a phone and basically says, hey, uh, here you go. Don't ask any questions. Right. Yep. Um, and... <laughs> you know, if I if I was just released from my cell after that long, and the first thing that happens when I hit the street is someone gives me a wallet and a cell phone, uh, I know obviously that that who, this is from my captors. You yes, know, that 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 much I know I can figure out. Do you try to make a run for it using that money, or are you afraid that they have international contacts that would track you down? Yeah, I don't know. I I would be concerned that this isn't over, you know, especially if they gave me stuff on the street. And and that much I understood about, like, how it not being over, but, like, do I want to see this through? Because, obviously, this right. part of them giving me money is uh, more of the game. Yeah. You know? Personally, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I'd probably try to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But 
Yeah. Part of me would always be like, hey, this is never going to end. Right. I'm, I'm stuck in this forever. Right. Um, I don't I, trust that this is over. Yes. And I think he mentions it, too, in his narration about, like, he, he trades one prison for another. Um, now he's walking down the street in new clothes and, you know, with, with some money and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. like, he, he knows where it came from. And he knows that whoever just gave this to him is working for that person or it was that person, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. This isn't over, like you said. Nope. It's not over. And he ends up going to this sushi restaurant, and this is a very famous scene for a particular particular reason right. that kind of sucks. A pretty gross reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's there, and he's talking to this girl who's working at the sushi restaurant. She's actually making the sushi, and he gets a phone call, and it's a mystery person. He doesn't know who it is. It's, I mean, it's not his phone anyway, but it rings, right. and you answer it, and it's his captor on the other end telling him hey uh you know the game's afoot i guess <laughs> <laughs> and he knew it was the captor without it the guy even identifying himself. Yeah. i mean the first time he gets a call from this phone he's realized okay well, of course it is yeah, right yeah here it's, we go it's gotta be yep um so yeah the game is on even though you're out and <laughs> and um so he tar- he starts starts talking to this sushi girl and they have kind of a nice you know back and forth with each other a uh, little fl- flirtatious, almost. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and he wants to eat something that's alive, is what he tells her. And she goes and brings him an octopus. And this is a pretty hefty octopus, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Choi Min Sik, the actor, actually eats this live octopus on film. Stuffs it in his mouth, starts chewing on it swallows it the tentacles are hanging out and sticking to his flesh flailing around it's pretty awful um we don't like animal cruelty on this show absolutely not um i know it was a piece of food that was going to be eaten probably in an hour or something but still it's alive i have heard i looked into it that um after an octopus has uh passed away that sometimes its tentacles can still like flail around a little bit Okay. Um, so there's a chance that they killed this thing before Choi Min Sik put it in his mouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know chance. if it's exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I also kept waiting for like, okay, they're going to cut away. Maybe he puts the body in his mouth and then he doesn't bite down. And then they cut away and then right. they come back and he's got like a puppet in his mouth. Right. Yeah. But that's doesn't look like what's happening because that thing is moving around and it's like he's you like, hear all the sounds. He's like ripping it with his hand yes, too, like yes. like raw meat. Right. Oh. They they want you to understand that he's eating something alive. Yeah. I and I I don't remember for sure. I'm not an expert on it, but I feel like I've read or heard in passing that he it was his idea to do it, Choyman Six idea. Okay. I'm I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, but yeah. man, like that is something. It is. Um and I mean, look, I, as we said, we do not sanction animal cruelty of any kind. That's terrible. But I, I have to admit that like this scene, I mean, it does show what his headspace is. Yes. You know, he's absolutely gone and crazed. Yeah. You know, and because who wouldn't be? Right. It's not to say it's not effective. You know, yeah. it's just, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's extreme. Yeah. You know, Um <clears throat> I wonder if that scene is in the manga. It, it's got to be like, I, like a famous thing from the manga. I'll bet it's fifty times worse. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> it's probably just panel after panel of like you and like like. Yeah, but uh, at least it's a fucking cartoon. Exactly, it's not <laughs> That's real. True. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. True. Right. But yeah, this happens and <laughs> he passes out on on like just the table right in front of him. Right. Blacks out with the octopus in his mouth and everything. Yep. Um, and he wakes up and he's in, a, in an apartment somewhere. And it's the sushi girl's apartment. She yep. took him home. Yeah, the sushi chef has brought him home. And her name is Mido, um, played by uh, Kang Wei Jung. Yeah, she's a, a little younger than him, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how old would you say Odesu is? Like 45? He's, yeah, he's about 45 years old. Yeah, something like that. She looks like she's about 25. Yeah. Um, so she took him home to help him because they seem to have some kind of weird connection yeah. while they were talking. Um. And she's there to help him. She's like, hey, uh, don't get any ideas. I'm just trying to help you. You know? Yes. Um, don't. We're not here to screw around. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she has a knife in her hand, and she's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and the door has no lock, so if you come in there, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes in, and he immediately gets off the ground and runs in there to try to kiss her. It's, it's just like, it's one of the, oh my God, it's a really weird scene because like, first of all, you almost never see actors sitting on a toilet like yeah, that. Yeah. And she is with her underpants down uh-huh. and he barges in, in his boxer shorts and starts trying to kiss her on this toilet. And she's like flailing and screaming and trying to escape uh-huh. and waving the knife around. Um, yep. and like she eventually physically gets him away. She hits him with like the, the like the base the bi- of the, the knife on of the, the knife, top, yeah. top of his head and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> falls on the ground exactly dude you're lucky you didn't get stabbed or I mean, sliced open and it, that is the i mean yeah <laughs> he got off very easy for yes, this for yes. this and he admits it when she comes out of the bathroom he's now sitting he's now getting dressed on the floor of the apartment and he says i deserve death for what i just did <laughs> Which he might, you know, I think he wants it because I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't want to deal with this anymore. He's, He's really done. fatalistic and suicidal at this yeah. point. And, and I mean, like, and same as when he, like, touched the, the, the suicide jumper's face. He was looking for some human contact. He just doesn't know how to ask for it. Right, yeah. You know, um, he could have asked for it. <laughs> you know, he, he <laughs> could have true. told her what the situation was. He should have asked He's, for it. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and... Once again, a turn of events. She's out there and says, "Hey, I want to do it too uh-huh. because I like you." Right. You know what I said before. Whatever. You know. Right. I do like it, and I do want you to do me. Just not right now. Yeah. Um. We'll do it when I'm ready. I'll sing the song that uh you know or whatever. And she says, "Even if I resist, just give it to me." And she puts her fist in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> just give it to me. And she like punches. <laughs> Just straight out. It's, it's like, okay, girl. It's quite a declaration. I wow, mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's like, I don't know I don't know what it symbolizes. I don't know what she, if she's saying that she, she likes to have that kind of like element of fantasy in her right, lovemaking. Yeah. What is this? <clears throat> but it's like. At least she's being honest and telling yeah, me, this sure. is what I want. Exactly. You know, so yeah. don't be afraid. Right, right. <laughs> um, just, you know, let me give you the word. Yeah. And at one point she starts talking about uh, ants. And how lonely people see ants mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, which goes back to when he was in the, the room, he was seeing ants coming out of his skin and yeah. all this stuff and out of his ears and everything. You know, and it's true. He was, of course, he was lonely there. You can't be any lonelier than being trapped in that room for 15 years. Right. But she's also lonely because we get a shot of her in the past kind of sitting on a train, I guess, 
on the subway and yeah. she sees a giant ant like sitting down like reading a paper yes. on the subway yeah. it looks like something out of beetlejuice or something <laughs> and you know so she's lonely too she's very lonely and and the 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 big ant on the subway um i i've been trying to i've been kind of pondering that scene a little bit like and i i understand its inclusion and i appreciate it but it's it's one of the flights of the surreal that's yeah. not anywhere else in the movie yeah you know um I mean, I, I guess you could argue other elements that are here are um, are somewhat like hyper realistic. Yeah. But this is a giant monster reading the paper on the subway. Yeah. It's cool though. It is cool. I, I, <laughs> right? I really yeah. like it. Um, it's just that like it, it it's it's not like the other stuff you see in the movie. Not exactly, but I think because I mean surreal elements are in their very nature extreme, right? It's true. Yeah. So. Based on the other extremities in the film, like I feel like it fits right in. You're right. You're yeah. right. The, this film is is extreme in general. So yeah, like let's let's have a giant insect. <laughs> Might as well. Yes. I mean they're already crawling out of his flesh uh -huh. and stuff. So. Yeah, we've established that. <laughs> but we see here that they have some weird bond, right? You know that we don't understand. They they don't even understand. But there's some kind of connection, and they're drawn towards each other. Yes. And her just mentioning the ants. I don't know. Does he tell her about his thing? I and believe that's so, why yeah. she says that to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but th they're connecting here and mm -hmm. there's actually really something there. Yes. Um, and, and during his recovery here, like at her apartment, um, he also mentioned something like you brought up not having human contact being, you know, unhealthy for you, mm -hmm. but also being, being locked up after all that time. If, if no sunlight hits your skin, that's also bad for your health. Yeah, you need that vitamin D. Yes. Um, so he gets fatigued very easily. And um, after he, uh, like, establishes all this, he goes out to, uh, uh, like, you know, try to go on a fact-finding mission. Yep. And I don't remember exactly if he, if he finds Juwan in the phone book, um, but Juwan now owns this... this uh, 2003 internet cafe. Yes, yes. These were very popular back then. Exactly. And and just, it's a, it's essentially just this big warehouse space with tons of desktop computers. Yep. Lots uh, of America Online CDs, <laughs> you know. That's right. <laughs> just ready to go. <laughs> and these, these gigantic towers and monitors sitting on top of, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a metal table. And yeah. you could sit down and, you know, log onto this Dell. Yep. And and for for a fee, you could browse for two hours. Yep. Yeah, um, the, man. Had you ever been to one of these? Um, I never had. Not like a pay one. I remember like at a community college, I went in and like you know use their stuff. Okay, yeah. I did use the internet in college on okay. the, the library computer. You could just yeah. book time. Yeah, that's oh, there. You go. Right. <laughs> Holy crap! That brings me back. <laughs> Looking at like stlpunk.com, you know, making nice. my profile. Nice, dude. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah. I read some Scooby Doo fan fiction on there. Once oh, that's time. nice. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh man! But and he, so he's trying to figure things out, right? Uh huh. He gets his wife's and grave location. He finds his daughter's address, stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> and Mido is like trying to help him. She's like, "We got to do this. We're a team now. Like, yeah. we're, I'm going to help you." And he's like, "No, fuck you. Right. I'm out of here." Right. And something happens too. I, I forget what it is that happens from her end that makes him go, "I don't trust you." So it's after a few days, I think. They so he's she does help him out a little more. Like yeah. they're trying to figure out where the pot stickers he was eating yes. came from. That way he can like 
locate the yep. building and try to figure that out. Yep. Uh, so she's helping him do that. And they're at her apartment and she's, I guess she has a computer in her apartment mm-hmm. and she's FaceTiming with someone like 2003 FaceTiming. Yes, that's right. You know? That's right. Um, and he recognizes the eyes on the camera or something like that. And it's the guy who's been fucking with him. The guy who, you know, is in charge of what happened to him. Right. The guy who called him on the phone. Right. So he's like, who is that? How do you know that guy? And she's like, well, it's just a guy I talk to sometimes on like some chat room. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and he's like, that's what triggers him. Like, I can't trust you now mm-hmm. uh, that's because right. of this. That's right. You're talking to the guy who did this to me. I can't trust you. Yes. So um, then, then yeah. he leaves. Okay, yeah, that's right. And then, and that's that's like an ex- I was trying to figure out if it was like an unacceptable reason for him thinking this, but I guess it is. I mean, yeah. when he sees this this person who he doesn't trust. Yep. Yeah. Got and it. So he grabs a hammer and he leaves the apartment. <laughs> yes. Get ready, everybody. Strap in, because here comes the fucking real brutality of this movie. Um, this hammer. He's walking down the street and he's now like he wants revenge, and it's time to exact it because. I can't remember the, the the last dumpling place leads him to back to the prison. Yeah, the purple blue dragon. That's right. And in his commentary, he's like, "What the fuck is a purple blue dragon? Like, <laughs> just pick a color." Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yep. <laughs> um, and he he finds the the guy the the guy who runs the prison. His name is Mister Park. Um. And he is kind of a scumbag, obviously, <laughs> because he does this for a lot of rich people. Um, he runs a private prison, and he has a bank of monitors behind his desk, and it's it's essentially just like this industrial uh, like building that's been kind of uh, reformatted yeah. to 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 house this service. Um, he has a staff who who helps you know deliver the the dumplings to the prisoners, yep. and he holds them against their will, you know unlawfully for, for however long the, the, the rich, uh, captor wants, wants this to happen. Yeah. And, um, Ode Sue wants to know who hired him. Right. And he's going to employ medieval torture to yep. get this information. Yeah. He gets Mr. Park in his office in front of all the, the monitors and yep. stuff that show the prisoners. Yep. And he gets them down and he, he's going to take his teeth out one by one with the claw end of the hammer. Not bashing them out. Nope. Prying them out. Good gravy. You see the little claw go around the tooth, and he starts to like wig, like put pressure on it. <laughs> you don't see anything pop out. Thankfully, they don't go that far. But you see like tension, and I think you see a little blood come out, like like magic movie blood. Yes. You know, it's not real blood. Hopefully. But. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Stunt work, dude. He he takes this. <laughs> guy's teeth out yeah uh and like they, they, they do enough cutaways to where you're not like fully in it yeah but they don't do enough to where you're not fully in it either i mean you have to deal with this and there's good sound design that yeah. makes you sick to your stomach yeah so. <laughs> and the screaming yes i mean like and oday sue he's nuts in every aspect of his life at this point mm-hmm. to the point where he can like he can do this without feeling. He has no sympathy for this guy. No, not um, at all. And he's not enjoying it either, but he's just not feeling one way or the other about it. He needs this information, and he knows that, that this is the way to get it. Right. And he's just going to pry teeth until this guy gives a name. Yep. <laughs> it's it's really, really sick. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and he gives him, like, a tape, right? Uh-huh. Is it an audio tape? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and it's a tape of the guy who paid for this, right? Right. Telling him what he wants to do. Right. The guy who paid for it was uh, Lee Wu Jin. Um, and we'll see him later. He he is played by Yuji Tai. Yeah. He's great in this. He's he's a very good villain. Phenomenal performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, like, lights up when he's on the screen. Like he, I know. He just makes it better. I think Yuji Tai was perfectly cast yeah. as this character. Um, and I think him being such a physical specimen and oh, yeah. s- seemingly forever youthful. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a great juxtaposition to Ode Sue. Um, these guys are supposed to be the same age, but they look like they're 20 years apart. They definitely do. You know, I mean, that's what 15 years in a rat hole will do to you. <laughs> yes, too. exactly. I mean, also, I mean, Ode Sue was out, you know, getting shit faced on his daughter's birthday. Yes. Let alone, I mean, just probably every day. Yeah. You know, uh, and this guy was in the gym. Ex- yes. You know? <laughs> ex- yeah, that's right. Exactly. Ode Sue was already like on his way to being a desperado. And this dude was like, you know, yeah, working his pecs. Yep. Not skipping leg day. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so he gets the information, right? He gets the tape and he has to leave and go down the hallway. Yeah. And the hallway sequence is, you know, pr- might be the most famous thing in the movie. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, he has to leave. But now there's about two dozen goons in his way. <laughs> and I love the framing of it, too. Um You see everyone down the hallway and you're like, how are you going to get through this sea of people? Mm-hmm. You know, Um so Odesu comes out with Mr. Park, like, holding him, and he's bleeding from his mouth. And he's like, all right, who's got this blood type? And two of the guys hold up their hands, and he's like, all right, take him to the hospital, because he's <laughs> going to need a blood transfusion or something. <laughs> so these two goons take him out to the hospital, and now you're left with the leftover goons. 22 goons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Odesu with a hammer. And... The, the shot is, it's like a, you're looking at the hallway, but turned sideways, uh-huh. kind of. So you're going left to right down this hallway. And the set is probably just built as this, you know, to look like an open hallway, you know? Yep. And, like, one of the walls are off so that we can just track down it the whole way. And he starts just fighting each person going down the hallway. And it's an unbroken take that lasts several minutes. Right. It gets very brutal. And the the fight as it happens, um, just just like the the stuff in the police station, but now like really ratcheted up. They must have just directed the actors, okay, really do this, you know, yeah. like and uh, Choi Min Sik, you have to fight twenty two guys and just 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 do it like like someone had to fight twenty two guys, someone who is not a trained assassin, you know, yeah. like just flail your arms, kick as hard as you can, use your head um right like just elbow a guy if he gets near, near you start kneeing people um yep. do whatever you have to do because they're going to do the same to you and like the more i ponder the fight scene the more plausible it becomes which is a weird thing to say i know yeah. but like yeah. when someone's gone through the kind of ordeal that ode sue has you do kind of transcend your mortal body in a way and when you don't care if you live or die Maybe you could win a 22 on one brawl. Right. Um, I've heard stories of people who have done this kind of thing in real life, so it's not totally unprecedented. I also like how all looks lost several times. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, But this isn't like a bullshit Van Damme fight where one guy takes on a whole group and suffers no damage. He's getting pummeled even as he dishes out punishment. Yeah. And toward the end, when it looks like the group has surrendered, he goes in back for more. Yeah. 
like because you said it's like you know how the, the it's moving left to right and he's kind of advancing toward the exit uh-huh after he's after he's out like the the other goons have kind of given up ode su goes to the left and starts attacking them yeah yeah he goes uh, on offense yes yes <laughs> It's so crazy. Yeah, like there's like you said, there's several moments where you think it's over. Uh-huh. Like he there's a moment when they are like there's like four guys on him. Like, yeah. Like a fucking tackle. Yes, yes. And he is able to push him off and swing the hammer and get a couple guys and yeah, it it's very grounded is a great way to say it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um it's not flashy. It's right. realistic. Right. And if you think about it, it, it's a hallway, like a hotel room, like a hotel hallway. Yeah. And those are very narrow, usually. You can't really surround someone very easily if they're spread out and flailing their arms with hammers and shit. It's yeah. very difficult to you surround the dude. Right. So at least he's got that on his side. And when you've cornered someone like that and they're that desperate... Maybe even if they haven't gone through a 15-year false imprisonment, yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're still in survival mode, and they're going to do everything they can to get past you. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not choreographed. No, it's not. It doesn't feel choreographed. There I, may be a few spots they planned sure. or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's it feels totally naturalistic. Yeah. And the idea of like even trying to choreograph something like that. I mean, how long would it take to write that fight? Right. And a you few know, of these swings with the hammer, it's like, dude, if you would have hit that guy, he'd be in the hospital. I know, like, yeah. That's like they, a they, real close call. Exactly. They must have given Choi Min Sik like a, a rubber hammer or something like that. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he almost connects with this thing several times. Yeah. Um, and he stabbed a couple, like the knife is sticking out to his back at one point. Like, Yeah, he gets stabbed. Yes. Oh. And, it's, and it's just there. Like he doesn't pull the knife out. He's just walking around with it. Yeah. He, I think it's when he's on the ground, they stab him in the back or yes. something. Yes. And he gets back up. Fighting with a knife sticking out of your back has to be one of the worst things possible. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been like carrying a backpack and you like turn the corner and it like hits, hooks the wall a little bit? Of or course. Something, or yes. hits a doorknob. Like, dude, imagine uh, having that knife and you like hit it on something. Because oh. it feels like the doorknob actually went inside you for just a yes, second. Yes, right. You, know? you feel like you died. Yes, yes. But but this is actually like, now imagine that, but it's actually really happening and you have to fight some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes but ultimately like he gets through the guys uh-huh. which is amazing and it's probably like a three minute unbroken shot it goes on forever yeah like and and the whole thing of <laughs> i keep harping on this but like it's outrageous that, that he has won and then decides <laughs> he's uh, i'm back for more i mean right crazy yeah, it's pretty cool. And he get well, he does get to the end and he go it's an elevator, right? Uh-huh. And the doors open and there's about another dozen goons in the elevator and you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> and then it cuts to the elevator doors opening on the lower floor and all the goons just like fall out like bowling pins. <laughs> And Odesu is standing there with the hammer. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and there's like blood, like spatter everywhere. Yes, it's so cool. It's it's really funny actually. <laughs> I, I like laughed out loud because when 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 that door opened and there was more goons in the elevator, Odesu is in the foreground, like close up, and he just gives that like smile. Yeah, he gives that look. Man. Yes, because oh. it's like okay, well, it's time to do this again. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. Uh, it's yeah, and and I mean like I. I said it's plausible, and I we gave the reasons for why it could happen. Um, 
And I, I really appreciate that, that they have like made it to where like they established that this guy is so hell bent on getting this done <laughs> that it doesn't matter that like, um, that Lee Woo Jin has, you know, like endless funding uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yep. He's going to be overcome. Yeah. You know, Ode right. Su will not stop. You can't stop this dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, after, after the, the, the brawl in the elevator where he kills the extra goons, um, he's now goes back to the apartment building and he finds that, that Mido, um, has been, uh, taken prisoner by Mr. Park. Um, and, there's more goons there and they, they get him on the ground and instead of him fighting 12 more goons, (laughs) um, he just makes them think that he can do it because he's not afraid of Mr. Park exacting revenge for the teeth thing, Uh because that's what Mr. Park is threatening. I'm going to take your teeth out. And Ode Sue shows his teeth to him Uh and says, go for it. And Mr. Park is so freaked out by this guy being this nuts that he actually says, no, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> right, dude. And he's got like replacement teeth. Yes, he's got in, a grill right? now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's looking good. Yep. And um, at this point, too, um, Lee Woo Jin has been revealed. Like, because yes. he's in another part of the building. Um, yeah, I think it's the he's there with his his associate, Mr. Han. Mr. Han, yep. Um, and Mr. Han rules. We'll we'll talk to him later. <laughs> yes, haircut rules, exactly, dude. He really stands he out. Lincoln Park slim shady <laughs> motherfucker. He does. But uh, but yeah, it's revealed like, hey, this this is who's the bad guy now. Yeah, we know who we're going after. Right, and uh, like. He's a wealthy businessman. We, we've talked about how, like, you know, uh, Lee Woo Jin, he's got, like, obviously endless resources. Yeah. Um, and he makes, he, he tells Ode Su that he has five days to uncover uh, the reason for his imprisonment. Yeah. Um, and uh, otherwise, uh, Lee Woo Jin will kill himself. Yeah. And um, he'll never know. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And he'll kill Mido. Yes. Because he... He's he's in love with Mido, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ode Su is, and he's like, okay, so I'm gonna kill kill her because you love her, and right. that'll hurt you even more. Right. <laughs> You'll never know why this happened to you, and another woman you and a woman you love is dead. Your wife is dead, and now she'll be dead too. Yep. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I want to know his motivations. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so at this point, now he he walks away and, and kind of uh, like Lee Woo Jin walks away and lets Ode Su kind of you know think about this. Um, and in in the intervening uh, days or period there, um, Ode Su and Mido uh, decide that it's time for them to have sex. Yes, uh, they're driving in the car, and I believe. He tells her that what he was told. Like, yes. hey, they're good. she's she's crying. Like, are they really gonna kill me? Yeah, oh right, God. right. Because you love me. Ugh. And she's, you know, and then she sings the song in the car. Yeah, and they they find a hotel or something, and they go go in there, and uh-huh. you know, he gives it to her, like <laughs> pump, pumps his fist in the air, like she wanted. Dude, and you know what, man? <laughs> like. <laughs> Like the, the the conversation they had with the fist pump thing that, yeah. that, that you know beforehand, it, it's obviously really weird. But like, right? And this sex scene is is primal. You know, yeah. like it's like, I mean, she's she's talking throughout it. 
Um, yep. She, she's saying, how do you like this? Is this good for you? Yeah, I want it to be good for you. Yes. This stuff. Yep. You and know? It's, it's sweaty, dirty, yes. rough. Yes. Yeah it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really something. And then a- afterwards, it cuts to him like dr- he's drying her hair off and stuff. I guess they showered or yeah. something. And they're talking about it. And he says he's thankful for those 15 years he was in prison because... Otherwise, he wouldn't have met her, probably. Right. And she probably wouldn't have even liked the old him. Right. Which, we already know he was a piece of shit. That's true, yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, they uh, he, he he already told her in the car what the what the terms of this is, but she knows now that she has to like, because um, this, this place that they went to was the, the appointed place that Lee Woo Jin had planned for them to be together. Yeah. Um, because she now has to stay there, essentially a prisoner, until July 5th when the five days have run out. Right, yeah. And the room fills with gas, actually. Yeah. F- I guess they're sleeping in the bed. Oh, that's and, right. And then, yeah. then it fills with gas, so they don't know this. Right. And as we know as an audience, the gas just knocks you out. You're you're incapable of moving. You're not awake. Anything. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Lee Woo Jin walks in with a gas mask on, and he lays next to Mito on the bed, and it's like caressing her. Man, it's weird. So it's like, wow, man, this guy like this guy's in love with Mito or something now, or is he just a weird creepo? Like, man, I yeah, I, I think he is just a weird creep. Yeah, um, and like the, whatever he's doing in this moment, he's like remembering, you know, what his motivations are. And yeah, he also like really in, kind of relishes the idea of just interfering in Ode Su's, you know, uh, his yeah. life in every way. Yeah, and he, I mean, obviously, he loves having this power over them yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I mean. That really gets him going. Yes, and when you when you can like successfully commit a social trespass like this, Oof. I mean, you know, it it, it is uh, quite a rush, I'm sure. Yeah, um, and it it also knowing like that you have this much control over somebody, you know, it, it'd probably be intoxicating. Right. Yeah. You know, in all the worst ways. Yep. And then they wake up the next morning, and there's a purple box in the room, and in it is Mr. Parks or. Yeah, Mr. Park's hand. Yep. Because earlier, when they were captured, Mito was shirtless. Yes, And Odesu threatened him, hey, you touched her breast, I'm going to cut your hand off. Right. Um, And he disgustingly says, well, what are you going to do about my tongue? Oh. Uh, What a jerk, man. I'll cut every part of you off. Exactly, yes. Come on. Yes. Um, But no, his hand is in a box, so (laughs) Lee Woo Jin cut the guy's hand (laughs) off. (laughs) Which is strange because it's like almost a symbol of his love or gratitude towards her. It's weird. It, it, it is. It's like such a, it's such a power move. I mean, like that that he, like Lee Woo Jin would would uh, go so far as to like um, do something bad to another of Ode Su's tormentors. Uh huh. Almost just as a message to Ode Su that like I can do this. I can do whatever I want. Yes. If you want to do it, I'll do it better and I'll do it first. Exactly. Fuck I'm, you. You're nothing. Yes. I'm omnipotent and I'll, <laughs> I'll not only actually do the deed, but then I'll, I'll put it in a, in a purple, like, you know, like an a, ornate gift wrap exactly. box. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With an expensive pillow, like a display pillow, like Tiffany in there. Right, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I w- there's like a diamond ring on his hand, like an engagement yeah, ring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, yeah. So, yeah. 
the movie, man. Yep. <laughs> so now we're summoned. Well, well now Ode Su has to go and get Lee Woo Jin. This is where the, the showdown has to happen. And earlier, like Lee Woo Jin had established too that uh, that he has a, a weak heart. Yeah, you know. yeah. He says he has like a, a mechanical heart. Yes, like it's a yeah, fake that's right. heart. It's mm-hmm. a machine. Yeah, and he has a kill switch. Like this is totally manga, right? Here. <laughs> yes, it is. He has a remote control that can turn his own heart off right. to kill himself if yeah. he wants to. No doctor would ever <laughs> sanction such a thing, but okay. Right? They show him he's about to get surgery, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, can you give me a kill switch?" Come on, <laughs> come on! <That's> fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells old boy about oh, I keep calling him old boy Odesu. Odesu, yes. <laughs> they tell uh. Die Hard to kill Hans Gruber. I know. I oh man. <laughs> but Odesu knows about the kill switch, right? Uh huh. Um, because he he's gonna kill him at one point, but he doesn't because he threatens. Hey, you know, if you kill me, you never find out any answers. Yes. So. Um, and if you try to do this, I'll kill myself, and you'll never find any answers. Yep. Uh, but they go to the internet cafe again, and I think they're doing like you know research, like you know at a library or something. You right, know? right, you're, right. You're looking at the microfiche and stuff. Yes. <laughs> this is that version of it. So they figure out that uh, they went to the, like the same high school and everything. Yeah. And uh, something happened with the guy's sister, and she died, and everyone called her a slut right. and all this stuff, and um, so. So he kind of knows some weird motivations now, like kind of has an idea of yeah. why. Um, and like, and and he he says, okay, so what I did I did I spread rumors? What what happened? Did I say something about yeah. her? And like at one point he leave, like Odesu leaves, and uh, Lee Woo Jin is spying on them in the internet cafe. Yep. And Juwan gets on the phone and starts talking shit. Um, yeah. ab- about about the sister, and. Uh, <laughs> Lee Woo-jin comes over and just murders him. Yeah. He, you know, what he does, he's sitting at one of the computers and he opens the CD-ROM, the drive on the tower, uh-huh. and he pulls out the disc, snaps it into pieces, That's and right. uses a piece That's of this right. America Online free trial uh. to kill him. <laughs> he cuts Juan's neck open <sighs> with an AOL disc. Incredible. <laughs> Stabs him, kills him, while he's on the phone with Oday Sue. Uh-huh. And then he talks to him, you know, hey, my sister was not a slut. Yes. Like, you did this. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm everywhere. Don't fuck with me. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. And by the way, you've got four days now, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He goes to a salon and he's talking to someone. He's like trying to gather information. And this woman is like, hey, you know, I haven't seen you since high school or something. And he's fishing for information. Yes. And ultimately, she's like, well, you would know better than anyone else, right? Yeah. And and it goes to a flashback of when he's younger in high school. Yes. And this is where we we see a young Odesu and then we see... Sua. Yeah, the, the sister, Lee, Lee Sua. Yeah, Lee Sua. Yeah, played is, by uh, Yu Jin Seo. Yeah, the sister of... Um, Lee Woo Jin. Yeah, Lee Woo Jin. So she's like flirting with them and they're talking and stuff and uh, nothing happens between the two of them. But then he follows her one day and sees her uh, co-mingling with her brother in a room mm-hmm. and he sees it through a window Lee Woo Jin is being very forceful. He's taking photographs of her. Right. 
and he's like, oh, you look good. Like, open your shirt. Like, open your legs and stuff. And yeah. It becomes a sexual thing. Right. You know, and they actually do have sex. She eventually kind of gives in to him somewhat. Yeah. Um, like, because he's trying to, like, he's trying to touch her under her skirt. Yeah. And she kind of says, no, don't do that. And he's like, goes back. She's like, no, don't do that. And he goes back in and she lets him go. And then he takes her panties off. Yeah. And then he exposes her breast. Ode Sue is watching this happen. He's watching uh, Sua and, and Wu Jin, um, brother and sister, engaging in sexual intercourse. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. This, uh, and this is something, right, uh, they probably don't want anyone to know about, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, they, they want to keep this a secret. Yes, and so this guy knows about it, and apparently he spread a bunch of rumors. Yes, he's talking to everybody he can, apparently, about what happened. I guess it's not a rumor, if it's what happened, Well, right? yeah, it's, he's not exactly <laughs> spreading rumors, but, but he's, he's like, uh, he, betraying confidences. Yes, he's told people about it, and now it's out. Yes. Everyone is now calling her a slut. Right. And shaming her. Yeah. And I don't know what they're doing to Lee Woo Jin. Oh, probably nothing. Probably not. Oh, you know, it's just, you know, just one of the guys doing, you know, exactly. what, what guys do. Yes. The, because they're, they're, they're totally going to blame her for, for this happening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when something like that happens, uh, whether it's now or, or whether it's, you know, 50 years ago, whenever it was, um, like if, if it gets out of control and you're tormented this much by it. I mean, you will want to not be part of society anymore. Right. And y you can't take all the, everybody being against you. So yeah, right. she commits suicide. Yep. And so now we've finally figured out the motivations for all this. Yes. Uh, Lee Woo Jin is blaming Ode Su for his sister's suicide. Yes. And that's why he's, he's done all this to him. Yep. He's getting revenge. Right. Yeah. Um, now that we now we know that how why Lee Woo Jin did this, mm -hmm. um, Ode Su definitely, you know, he did something. Yeah, you know, he, him him talking out of school like this was a bad thing. Yeah, um, you know, I guess what Lee Woo Jin fails to understand is that he committed just as big a sin against his sister. Right. By, you know, like pushing for this. Yeah. Um, I, I understand his, his motive for wanting revenge on Ode Sue, but like he, he just doesn't, I, I guess like any villain, he's not really that self-reflective, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just as much his fault. Of course. For anything. Of course. Like, he forced himself upon his own sister. Yes. I mean, the, it's like the it's ultimate. one of the worst things you could do. Yeah. A total betrayal of us. Yeah. You know? Um, so... Yeah, and as a villain, like you said, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. No, no, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. As we come to find out, he says they were in love. You know, like right? It was, it was a thing. Like it wasn't bad. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. Like, like it would have they they would have it would have blossomed and they would have been a, a couple if she hadn't killed herself. Right. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. So. Now we know, we know all this from the flashback. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I have to go find him and confront him. And he ultimately finds the penthouse. Right. I don't remember how he found it. Uh, yeah. Was he following another dude? It's hard or, to say. I yeah. can't remember. But he gets there and he's trying to enter a passcode into the elevator to get up to the penthouse. Right. And he can't figure it out. And then Mr. Han and another guy come into the elevator, another goon. Uh-huh. And... They're all three just standing there, and he punches in the code, and they go up. Right. Like, 
I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to fight you. We're just going to go. We know what's up. Let's go. Right. So they get to the top <laughs> and they go into this huge penthouse. You know, it's, it's like all these like square, like modern structures. It's, and there's like a pool of water, like a river of water in the shape of like a cube in the middle of the floor. Like it's. <laughs> It's very odd. It's, it's very, not a home. It's a villain's lair. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, this this is where a bad guy lives. <laughs> I mean, like, and you know, it's so weird because when I was a kid and I first learned about what penthouses were, yeah, um, all I knew was the, the word penthouse was the magazine. Me too. It's a right? porno mag. I'm like, okay, so that's where they have sex. Exactly. That's where sex happens. Yeah, in um, a penthouse. <laughs> and we, n- neither of us were exactly wrong. But, right, of course. But we, we, we still didn't know the actual definition of what a penthouse was. Oh, it's just a very nice apartment exactly. at the top of a building. Yes, it's at the top of a building. It has and- nothing to do with nudity. <laughs> Yes. Or forbidden pleasures. (laughs) And I I, I think I first actually understood what it was, what what it physically was when I saw three men and a baby. Okay. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck, and Ted Danson have the (laughs) penthouse in that movie. And what it actually is, is just that when when the elevator goes to the top floor, it opens in the room. Yeah. Like that, that is the definition of the penthouse. Um, And yeah, Lee Woo Jin has a, a three men and a baby apartment. <laughs> only it's only it's instead of being tastefully appointed in a bachelor pad, it is like you said, a villain's lair. It's where shredder lives. <laughs> like this dude yes. has like the most, I, I've never seen his shower is in the middle of the room. It's a box yeah. with like frosted glass. Yep. And when he exits and walks across the, 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 the place naked uh-huh. just for everybody to see. Yep. He then goes into this this expanding cube that is his wardrobe. The, the cube like opens from the center into four quadrants outward. I've never seen this. Like, it looks like something out of like Halo or something. Like <laughs> yeah. there's something he goes into this cube and <laughs> picks out his you know thousand dollar suits. Oh man, and he's got like fifty of them. Yeah, and as know. he walks out, the cube closes. <laughs> Which he, made me think, what if you got stuck in there? That I, would suck. I would never trust this technology. <laughs> never. I mean, like, first of all, what, what if it what if it just didn't open one day? Like, yeah, you could be yeah. prying and what jimmying this do? thing open. I mean, yeah. It's not like you get a credit card out and, like, no, jiggle what, exactly. the door. You're screwed. You're, you're, your shit's stuck in a cube forever. <laughs> and, I mean, you know. No locksmith no, knows how to do this. No way. No way. Like you'd have to like call the people who you got you get your mad scientist out of the lab and up to figure it out, (laughs) you know? Exactly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is uh, about a perfect place for a guy like me would sleep. Where's his bed? So the whole place it's it's technically (laughs) it's just the top floor of the of the building. The building, yeah. So it's all one room. It's a gigantic room. But yeah, like since since the toilet and the shower are like in the middle of it, then the wardrobe is over here. The bed is probably just like on another like kind of uh, there, there might be kind of a sunken living room There's or probably a black slab sticking out of a wall. It, or something. Yes, it's probably like a really fancy Murphy bed where he, yes. he like do, does something on his watch and it comes out of the wall. Yeah, you know, and it's in, it's all black. Yes, like of whole, course it is. This of whole is. place is just like glimmering black. Like I don't know tiles of yeah, some kind. I know it, yeah. it's it's like polished marble. Yeah, you know, and um, <laughs> it, it looks really expensive, 
and really uninviting. And the, like I mentioned, a river flowing through it. Yeah. It's like lit with like green light. Yes. So it's like this glowing green river. Yes. Going through the apartment. It's, I don't know. I would not want to live here. <laughs> no, no. It's not a home. Maybe an Airbnb for a night. I mean, it would be an experience just to go in and like look at it, I guess. But right. even like sleeping in there for one night, I'd, I'd feel like, you know. Uh, right, this, yeah. This, like, this is not a place to hey, sleep. honey, this is where Lee Woo Jin did yoga in front of a window. Yeah, I know. I know exactly, yes. We do see him doing the yoga pose at one point. Like, yeah. And he's, oh my God, what, what, the, I've never seen this I think before. it's nude yoga too. Is, is he nude? I don't know, he probably is. Oh, okay. I would do it nude. Yeah. If I was in that place, <laughs> this is a place for power nudity. Downward dog in the nude, man. Power nudity. Oh, Warrior Jesus. pose one. <laughs> but anyway, they get up here <laughs> and Mr. Han walks out and the goon walks out. And immediately, Ode Sue's like, all right, time to fuck everyone up. Yep. And these two goons attack him and he takes them out. Yeah. And he... he Goes towards Mr. Han. He's just kind of standing there peacefully. And he's like, hey, let's just talk about it. Right. And they, it cuts to the, a scene of them all talking about it. Yep. <laughs> Which was a really cool, uh, unexpected kind of transition. Yes. You know, in, yes. Into the villain, you know, ex, expository right. speech, you right. know. <laughs> um, yeah. And like... Now, now, what happens here as far as like, d at what point does Mr. Han manhandle him? I think it's after it's all revealed. Okay. So the reveal that we just did there, um, talking about the, um, you know, uh, uh, Lee Woo Jin and, yeah. and his sister, like that's all happening here. And, and, it, and then he does, does Ode Su attack, try to attack Lee Woo Jin and Mr. Han steps in. That's what happens okay. after, um, after uh, Lee Wu Jin reveals the truth, that part of the reveal. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I got. He confused. reveals the truth yes. about Ode yes. Su oh. and Mido. Yes. What well, we have to we have to touch on you this, know, of course. We've, yes. We've talked about incest a little bit on the show. Going right. back to our roots, everybody. Yes. Dudes on incest has returned. <laughs> Thank you, Finn. Feels good to be home. Not only one instance in this film. It's so, we, we find out now there's another. It's so nuts. Yes. The, not just for the dudes on incest aspect, but I mean, even no, if you just, didn't have a podcast about incest like we do. Oh. I mean, like, if you're watching this movie for the first time, you, you've, you've been told that incest happened and that was the motivation for this, you know, like for taking revenge on right. the protagonist. Now you find that the, the antagonist staged, a, you know, like set up. A, yeah. a situation, a scenario where the protagonist would unknowingly commit incest. Yes. It turns out, everybody, that over these 15 years, Odesu's daughter has grown up and become Mido. She was not taken to Sweden. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and there was it, like, uh, oh, uh, and, and there was all I'm kinds of like, um, the, the hypnotist Ooh. was in on it. Um, because yeah. like the, uh, the woman who came in and hypnotized him and stuff yes. when he was in the room. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, the, the cell phone that they gave him when he got out was programmed with like a, uh, some kind of trigger that right. would have an effect on both Mido and Ode Sue. Yeah. 
And because like during Lee Woo Jin's speech about like the, the setup, he talks about like how how hard it is to get two people to fall in love when they don't know each other. Yeah. You know, like you don't understand what it's like. I had to really put some man hours into this. Thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like <laughs> Lee Woo Jin's smile throughout this whole thing. Oh, like we haven't talked enough about like Yuji uh, uh, Tae's uh, like his his physical. Yeah. I mean, he's a great looking guy. He's super right. handsome um, and he's tall and his movie star looks are full of like unfriendliness and insincerity. Uh-huh. Like there's something about his, his smile that is like both beautiful and malevolent at the same time. Yep. And I, we said earlier how he's just perfectly cast. I mean, like when he's revealing all this and he's like getting dressed very slowly, uh-huh. you know, first his socks, then his draws, <laughs> then his, you know, like, I mean, and he's, he's just like kind of, almost toying with Odesu as he right. reveals more and more about it. Yep. And the, the, the big reveal happens when just like that, that box with Mr. Park's hand in it, um, he reveals to Odesu that Mido is his daughter by this, uh, this gift box yeah. a with gift. A, a photo album full of like, you know, pictures of Mido from like birth to now. Yeah. And he realizes, Oh no, that's my girl. Yep. And because, Oh my God, Dave, <laughs> This is the ultimate revenge. He's like, okay, so I was sleeping with my sister. Now I'm going to make you sleep with your daughter. Yeah. It's like, this is the only revenge story I know of where the villain got everything they wanted. Yeah. Um, like, th- there were yeah. consequences, but only self-inflicted, which we'll find later on. I mean, like, right. as Odesu figures out the full scope of everything, it's chilling to watch how Wujin just revels in it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, like he's, he's been waiting to reveal this. Exactly. 15 years. And, and it's just <laughs> been, like, everything he's lived for. And, and it's working exactly as he planned. This is the moment he's been waiting for. Yeah. And like you said, it's perfect for him. It's working out perfectly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Like, uh, you know, because Odesu thinks he's got it figured out. Yeah. Right? He's like, uh, I got it. I got you figured out. I got you cornered. The game is up. Exactly. Now, now I know why you did this to me. And look, uh, I'm sorry I did that, uh, you know, about this, but I'm going to kill you because, you know, you deserve death. Right. And then, oh, well, let me open this <laughs> box first. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Shit. God. And then um, this is when he attacks him. He he goes for him, but then Mr. Han steps in, and That's they, right. they have a big battle. That's right. Which is which is a good fight. I mean, it's nothing crazy. Like we said, every, all the fighting is kind of realistic. Yes. It's grounded. And I think that the... Well, there's a few things in this when like, he punches him and he goes flying, you well, know, like and anime style. I know. Yeah. And, and I think that's where, where Mr. Han um, is maybe like just... He exists kind of outside of the other goons. Is like, yeah. Because like, I, I think at one point, the, the way when it first happens, if I'm remembering right... When we, we see Mr. Han just like in the middle of the frame and you don't see Odesu come toward him, but like that's what's happening because the camera's kind of rushing up to uh-huh. him and then you just see Odesu fly away and you didn't see Mr. Han actually do anything. Yeah. It's just like he's that badass yep. that he just withstood this attack from this guy who's like completely invincible. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. And they have a, a big fight by the window and stuff. And yeah. Ultimately, uh, Odesu ends up stabbing Mr. Han in the ear with like an ice pick or right. something. And that's how he defeats him. Right. Well, it doesn't even kill Mr. Han. He's still holding him and stuff. Yes. But then Lee Woo Jin comes up and just shoots Mr. Han in the head. <laughs> uh, like, just like, okay, you did a good job, but right. now I'm through with you. He was expendable. Yeah. Um, and he, Odesu's alive still. And 
he reveals now that, you know, I showed you this purple box, but right now, um, on the other end of this phone, I've got Mr. Park in the room with Mito, and he's got a purple box, too, with the same thing in it. Jesus, And man. we're going to reveal to her what has happened. Oh, my God. And this throws Odesu into, like, a spiral. Like, no, please don't. Please don't do it. Like, it'll ruin her. She doesn't need to know. Right. Um, and he is freaking out. This is, like, the performance of the movie here, where he just goes into desperation mode. Yes. He even gets on the phone and talks to Mito and is like, don't open the box. Don't look into it. And he even says something like, uh, what is he? He calls her like my sweet pea. Yes. He starts talking to her like his daughter. Like a dog, like a little girl. Right. Like he completely changes his demeanor and tone from any other time he interacted with her. Yep. And it's so, it has to be so weird for Mito to hear him saying things like this. I know. Um, I, wa- I wondered if it was going to trigger her to think, oh, my God, is this my dad? Right. Yeah. But right. I, it doesn't. Thankfully. But Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> but he's he's begging on his hands and knees to for uh, Li Wujin to not reveal this. He's like, I'll do anything you want. You want me to die? I'll die. You want me to be your slave? I'm your slave. I'm your dog. And right. he's crawling around on his hands and knees, acting like a dog. Starts like, licking his boots. Licking his boots, waving his tail yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah butt so around. Like shaking his butt around like, i know oh man yeah. and then he he's like i'll never talk again i'll never say anything he cuts his own tongue out with a pair of scissors um <sighs> you don't really see it happen but yeah you hear some scissors and it's you old s- boy so you see enough you see it enough yes <laughs> you see the the scissors make contact yeah yeah <laughs> oh and I mean, and, and the idea of cutting your own tongue, like, I mean, it's just like, I, I've seen tongues cut in movies before, but like yeah. this one, I've never seen someone do it to themselves. And, oh. and then just like, uh, to watch Lee Woo Jin, like, I don't know if he thinks this has gone too far <laughs> or what, <laughs> but like he, he's, he's not, um, kind of delighting in it. Like he was, you know, as he backs not, away, not as much. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he's still happy yeah, he that is. this is happening, but th- I don't think he expected him to become obedient like this. That's true. Yeah. I don't think he expected it. Right. Um, and he ultimately is like, okay, he tells Mr. Park, Hey, don't open the box right. for some reason. Like that's where he drew the line. Yep. Um, so he doesn't reveal it to her. Thankfully for Mito's sake. Right. Uh, and now he goes up to Odesu and like grabs him and he puts his head against his head and is going to pull the trigger so that both of them get shot at the same time. Yes. And he ultimately doesn't do that. I think he wants to, but he stops. Right. Um, I don't remember why he doesn't do it, honestly, but he gets up and he drops his like remote control for his heart on the ground <laughs> as he's leaving towards the elevator and he intentionally drops it, and you think as the audience, okay, he's going to grab it, and he's going to kill the villain. Yeah. We're going to get the end here that we want. He's going to get the, the revenge that he needs. Um, so he gra- Odesu grabs this trigger and presses the button, and nothing happens. <laughs> Lee Woo-jin keeps going on the elevator, but when the button is pressed, a tape recorder starts playing a tape, and it's a sound recording of the night he and Mito had sex it's and just, all the words they were ugh. saying and the sounds. So he's laying there on the ground with his tongue cut out 
listening to him have sex with his own daughter. Lee wow. Jin thought of everything. Yeah. This you was know. the final act. Yeah. It, it's it's incredible that like, you know, even even him doing it at the point where Lee Woo Jin decided not to reveal this to Mido, he still had this like card to play. Yeah. And he had lied about how it's it's a remote control for his fake heart, you know, in in the in with the knowledge that like, you know, uh Odesu was going to activate it at some point. Right. But okay, I'll just have it like wired to this tape recorder. <laughs> planted this seed. Yeah. Like, okay, here's how you defeat me. Uh-huh. The one surefire way is you press this button and I'll yeah, I will die. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Odesu has this knowledge and thinks, okay, so this is the ultimate victory, right? And what Li Wu Jin does is make it the ultimate defeat. So you he's going from this very wow. high success that he thinks is about to happen and presses the button and is immediately at the bottom of the deepest hole he could be in and the darkest place he could ever go. So what what an emotional like plunge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk like he got a knife stuck in his back before. Like he's got a thousand knives stuck in him right here. Yep. This is insane. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, endless torment. Dude. Um, and yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is filled with sadness. You know, it, it's awful, man. Yeah, it is. And so Lee Woo Jin goes in the elevator and goes down to the to leave the building, I guess. And you see a flashback of him and uh, Suha. Right. Back when they're younger again. Right. And he's, it's, it's when her suicide happened, they're at this like dock or a, a bridge, a bridge or, or right. somewhere and she's going to jump and he's trying to save her and stop her from doing it. And there's also a whole thing about she's pregnant oh, with his son. Yes. Um, and so she's going to kill herself and he doesn't want her to, and he's crying and like, no, please don't. And she ultimately does fall right and it's it was the worst thing that ever happened to him and it's framed the same way as the opening sequence yeah. with with odesu and the, and the, the suicide jumper and yeah like yeah it's 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 not just a callback to that but yeah it, it's letting you um see for for ourselves you know like what the last moments of her life were like yeah and and the effect it had on him um right i totally get why where he's coming from um yeah he committed a quite a sin in like uh, yeah. doing this with his sister. Obviously. Yeah. So that, that's really horrible. Um, and then her facing all the consequences, not only in, you know, like just being ostracized from society, but like being driven to suicide from it. It's yep. a horrible thing that he knows he's at fault for, but he needs to exact revenge on someone else. And who better than to, per- to be the person who witnessed their incest and then spread, uh, and spread it around. Right. You know? Yep. So, after this flashback, we see the doors to the elevator open, and instead of getting off the elevator, he ends up shooting himself in the head. Right, Lee Jin kills himself. Yes, he does. Um, because, as we all know, revenge doesn't heal your wounds. No, no, <laughs> quite the opposite. And in this moment, after he has completed his full plan of revenge, he's leaving and still thinking about it. Yeah, I don't feel any better. Fuck this. Yep. Blow your head off. Yep. Yeah. Man. Right. What an, a way to end this. It's like... I, end this charade, dude. This I know. This is something. Because it's it's like it's like we said earlier. I mean, I've, I've never seen a revenge story like plotted this way to where like when 
the person who's been the person who the the protagonist has been after like you kind of find out that they were maybe not totally justified in what they did obviously no one ever is right but that like they would have their own kind of cathartic moment and you know realize that like my revenge that i was going after um boy i feel (laughs) hollow too yes i'm also a husk and we get kind of like a coda here at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. So they're they're in the snow, in the woods, and Odesu is going to meet with the hypnotist again yep. out in the middle of some snowy forest. And what she does is kind of split his mind into two. Uh, it's he and Mito are here. Right. And what she says is that, like, there's going to be the monster, and then there's going to be, you know, the normal Odesu. And the, the monster's going to remember all this horrible stuff and go that way. Nodesu is going to go this way and not remember it. And then after the monster walks 70 steps, it's going to die. Yep. So she's kind of disassociated all this from his memory by hypnotizing him. So he doesn't remember any of it. Right. Like he doesn't... None of the traumatic stuff he's learned, he... he, he He'll forget it all, you know? Essentially, like, the, the last 15 years of his life will just be, like, erased. Yeah. And he's going to be able to live with Mito happily. Right. Without knowing the truth, which is kind of awful, disgusting in a way. It is. Um, I... <laughs> you remember when we watched uh, Lone Star uh, some years back? Yes. And we did the episode on it. Um, at the end of that movie, Chris yeah. Cooper and Elizabeth Pena... They, they know the truth about their, their, their brother and sister yes. and they figure yeah. this out and they've been together and they decide in that moment, well, who cares? Yeah. Um, I love you and you love me. So let's just do this. Yeah. I, I found that more acceptable for some reason than I do this, probably because it's father and daughter rather than brother and sister. Maybe. Yeah. Not that brother and sister is okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. But if, but if you like made it to age 40 without knowing this person was your sibling, then I can kind of, I can kind of let you go. Okay, fine. You know, yeah. only you know about this. So, so just, just keep it under wraps and we're all fine. (laughs) But this, I mean, like he's going to erase his memories so that he can live comfortably as essentially husband and wife with his daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not right. You know? It's not. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot not right with right? this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good movie. It's a fantastic. It, and, film. Uh, yes, it's, it's a wonderful, horrible story. Right. You know? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, un, it's, I don't know how I feel about the ending. Honestly, like, uh, I, I feel like, man, there's something about living in ignorant bliss, right? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't want them to suffer. Right. I, no one would want them to suffer. Suffering's not good. Right. So if this is what they have to do to not suffer, then okay. But, yeah. man, it is still, I guess as an audience, I still know. Yes. And it's bothersome. Right. I know, exactly. But uh, they are happy. And I guess if they don't know, then they're unlike the people in the other film. True. Um, so True. if they have no knowledge of it, then then I guess I guess that makes it a little better. I mean, I guess we could justify this to ourselves <laughs> in a thousand different ways, but like, it's just we know the truth, and and it's hard for me to. Um, I, I, 
Look, yeah, I pass ju- passing judgment on people is not right. And, but like, yeah. hey, I, I, I just but I know this and I, I know that their and to father be fair, and daughter, Mido does not know anything. No, she does. So not. She does not know anything. Right. Um, she never knew. She never knew. OK, I'm going to give it a pass. You know, <laughs> yeah, Dave, me too, it's me fine. Too. Right. <laughs> In the end, I will. Yes. With a movie like this. I mean, I'm fine with it. Right. It's part right. of it. You just, know, it's a strange message is all <laughs> <laughs> you could call it a happy ending. Uh, you could, yeah, yeah. You, you'd have some explaining to do, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've discussed the options. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah, we have. We, I will fall on the side of happy. <laughs> yes. You know, just a little over the line. Sure, to happy sure, is where exactly. I'm at with this yes. ending. <laughs> yes, happy with a massive asterisk. It's a hap. The the line is a big giant spiral downhill. <laughs> But you're on the like the good the happy side of this spiral. Yes, yes, dude. It's a very weird thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's this movie rules, Dave. Yes, it, it is. Does. Yes, it is something. Yes, this movie is excellent. Um, do you have anything else on it? Um, just that, like, it when the first time I saw it, it opened the door for me for like all Korean cinema. Yeah. Um, which was like total blind spot for me at the time, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, well, let's start at the top. Here we go. Yeah, um, man. Oh. Man, yeah, and and it just like yeah, this this movie it kicks ass, like you said, it rules. Yeah, and like currently nowadays, it's twenty twenty four. Like Korean cinema has had like a huge resurgence yes. in like. To Western audiences, it's right? Something now, like I mean, like one Par- best picture, Parasite, one best picture, yeah. and deservedly so. It was a, a an amazing movie. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. So, would you recommend it? Absolutely. Old boy is an essential. Everybody, get out there right now and watch it. It is. If you can handle these kinds of things, mm-hmm. do it. Yes. Um. Like I said, it rules, man. So, uh, thanks, Finn. This was awesome. Yes. I appreciate it. And we hope we did it justice, Finn, because we know that it was your favorite movie. You mentioned that like in your post. And, yeah. you know, I, I I told somebody the other day, every time somebody <laughs> says something is their favorite movie and we do it for dudes on demand, I'm always like white knuckling through the whole thing going, like, oh, God, are we doing it justice? It, you know? Yes. And at least we, we knew this movie already. Yes. And it was like, OK, uh, we know it's going to be a you know positive response. Of course. So. Yes. Every now and then it's like, well, I don't want to talk too much shit on someone's movie, <laughs> yeah. but but I think sometimes that's what the the listeners want us to do. Actually, oh yeah, so. sometimes that's what they're they're yes. hoping for. <laughs> All right, guys. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes, and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, yeah, so we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. And we have a question of the week. What's the question of the week, Dave? Uh, what cinematic plot twist did you find the most surprising? Very apt to mm. this movie. Yes. Um, all right. So this wraps up Dudes on Demand. Thanks, Finn. This was awesome. This yes. was a really good run. We had five weeks this year. Right. Which is awesome. And five incredible movies from all you guys. Thank you so much. Yes. And stay tuned next week when we do 1997's Face Off, directed by John Woo and starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.